Welcome back, everyone. This is the Social Change Podcast, and I'm your host, Stuart Blake. And today, we have a very special episode for you that is dedicated to Black History Month. And joining me is our very own Dean Tom Gregoire and Chief Diversity Officer, Dr. Carla Curtis. I hope you enjoy it. As we celebrate another Black History Month, what is something that you think gets lost during the month, and are there voices that aren't heard or perhaps overlooked? So celebrations, you know, the operative word here, and it's uh, I'm happy that we celebrate, and the, the celebration tends to be, you know, a, an acknowledgement of the accomplishments and the contributions of, of African American people. But um, what gets lost is uh, stories about oppression and oppression that got us to here, oppression that still exists today. I had the uh, opportunity about a month ago to spend a half a day in the African American History Museum in um, Washington, D.C., and I left there thinking, uh, we have an obligation to tell that story better than it's being told. Mm -hmm. There are too many of us that I, today, I think, that don't understand what a devastating uh, history that is. So. I don't want to mute the celebration. I think it's really cool, and I learn something every month uh, as I learn about the contributions of, of black people in our society, but I don't want that to gloss over the history of oppression uh, and violence that it is perpetuated. I had the opportunity to visit that museum um, last summer, and it is a fabulous tribute to the experience of black life in this country and um, showing the struggles from the beginning but but then moving forward and and um, showing just the endurance and the um, ability to overcome and to thrive and survive what has been such an oppressive history it, it is truly phenomenal so piggybacking off that what does black history month represent to you for me um it's always been an opportunity to be reminded of of the past as a child here in columbus i grew up um, participating probably primarily in church-related events and activities. Um, when I had my own daughter and I moved back to Columbus, I took her every year to the Martin Luther King breakfast. Um, that was a, a, a good opportunity to um, be in the presence of those who acknowledge the contributions of Dr. King specifically, but it's also a reminder of the, the collective struggle and, and the efforts on the part of, of many African Americans in this country to um, work toward, and, and others who partnered to work toward improving the um, experiences of, of people of color and people who are poor and um, so I've enjoyed that. As my daughter grew older, it was challenging to continue to find activities that could both expose her and that as a child she, 
that you know she could learn from but also enjoy because I think it's important to to be able to to demonstrate to all age groups that there is much to learn and to become aware of about the history of African Americans in this country. Right. And so that was that was um, it was challenging but enjoyable. And so um, these last two years in the college, in my role as chief diversity officer, it has been a um, I've had to give thought to what I can do to bring attention to those who may not know some of the things that I take for granted. And um, so I've just had to give some thoughtful consideration to what I can do to um, enlighten others, perhaps. I think for me, it's as we said in the first, uh, earlier in our conversation, it's a celebration. Right. It's an opportunity to... Uh, um, tell what for some people is an alternative history or a, or a hidden history. Um, you know, I think it's always the case in any culture that the dominant culture gets to tell history. And that more than anywhere maybe in the world, that shouldn't be the case in this country, which is a country built on many cultures. And, and uh, um, while we are all view ourselves as American, we come from many paths, and celebrating all of those is actually a strength of this country. So it's it's an opportunity to just, uh, for for people like myself to just learn. Right. And speaking of hidden history, there's a lot of people that like to be revisionists about history, and there's been a, long been a futile resistance against the month itself, and just going forward now that we're appreciating another month, why does this still exist in 2018? For short, either short version? Fear, fear. There's always people who will uh, uh, divide us and who will lead us to believe that we live in a zero-sum society, that to to give something to one group necessarily takes it from another. That's not the case. There's enough attention, there's enough story of history to to be told. Uh, Nobody loses on that. So I think underlying all of that is fear and somebody's view of capitalizing on it. Um, That's... You know, yeah, I think that's my short version of it. I, you know, you hear the rationalization sometime if we were all one, something like that wouldn't be necessary. But that's an absurd denial of difference. Right. Uh, difference is not a problem to be solved. Um, you know, difference is actually what makes us great. I could go on a long rant around the, the value of diversity to solving almost any problem. Uh, and and uh, the more diversity you have in any conversation, the more creative ideas you come up with. So. The short version of the resistance is fear and racism didn't go away in, when we passed the Civil Rights Act, and it didn't go away when we elected an African-American president. I mean, it's still there, and what the basis of that is beyond fear, I'm not smart enough to understand. I, if, if I can just add to that, I think the resistance is futile, and the reason I think the resistance is futile is because history continues each and every day to be made by African Americans in this country, um, contributions made, um, achievements that are still first 
for African Americans. And as long as that continues to be the case, it, it can't be futile. You know, we're, we're in the midst of celebrating the Olympics now, the Winter Olympics of 2018, and there are still first occurring for African Americans. The young lady, Mami Baini, uh, born in Ghana, raised here in the United States, she's 18 years old, and she's the first African American female to qualify and be considered a speed racer. That's amazing. And and Shawnee Davis just in two thousand and six was the first African American male to have that honor and 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 to be the first African American to receive a medal in the Olympics. And that was just two thousand six. That's mm -hmm. what twelve 12 mm -hmm. years ago, this young lady, the first female in 2018, you know, it is futile to resist mm -hmm. because history is being made every day. So off of that, the opposite end of the spectrum, allies, partners, um, people to push the movement itself as an African-American yourself, what advice would you have going forward to... Uh, kind of strengthen the cultural identity that people see through Black History Month and the appreciation that they have on this opposite end of the spectrum? I think when, when uh, this notion of allies comes up in a practical context as well as in an academic setting, Realistically, there are those who resist and see no, no practical um, reason for pursuing equity, um, greater equality, because they don't believe that there's a problem. And so there's going to be reluctance or resistance to, you know, the, the, so the need for allies is, is really sort of um, non-existent. And then for those who are committed to social justice and who recognize the ongoing challenge, um, just helping individuals to see the importance of them hearing their own voice in the struggle that may not be their personal, a personal challenge, but hearing their voice in the struggle that continues to exist for many um, children, for many young adults, for many older adults. And so I think just encouraging that um, there are conditions that need to be changed, that need to be addressed, and that there are opportunities for those who, who recognize that or who are at least willing to um, learn more to hear their own voice in that, in that process. Right. So I would relate to, to the, what all of us should do is be curious think critically be skeptical particularly now um, all of this uh, in the end our view of anything is uh, driven by who wins the narrative what story are we going to tell about African American people in our country or any other group uh, it, it, it doesn't matter and, and um, 
we're all shaped by those narratives, whether we uh, whether we know them or not. I think in raising my own kids, occasionally, who are adults now, but I remember in younger days hearing out of their mind a time or two stereotypes, and correcting them, you know, and and and. Um, uh, it's if you're not thinking, if you're just turning on the TV or going to Facebook or wherever the fake news lives to this afternoon, and you're not being skeptical, even and maybe most importantly about the stuff you actually agree with, is that actually true? Um, then I think we need to do more of that. And then I hope what and uh, what we can do, and I experience a lot of that around here, which is listen with, with some measure of compassion. Um, we learned a term once as a group at a workshop we went to called predatory listening. That's that listening to strike, listening to uh, to to get yes. somebody in. And uh, there, there's no conversation in that context. Um, uh, so when somebody comes to me and, and helps me understand that I misunderstood some something about an underrepresented group, or, or uh, I'm open to that, uh, particularly when it's done with some compassion and, and an intention to help me be a better human being. Right. And is there any specific things either of you partake in during Black History Month that you're especially proud of? Any kind of traditions or longstanding um, marches or anything that you do that you really, really are especially proud of? I, I will admit to not being engaged in um, actual... Demonstra social, more social demonstration kinds of activities. I, 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 while I was in college, I was very actively engaged in, but I think that was the setting and the city. I was in the city of Atlanta during the, the uh, early middle 70s, and that was a time period of a lot of um, social action, political um, demonstration, and the like. And it didn't just occur during Black History Month. It, it occurred all the time. But um, I, I've not been as much. I think for me, honestly, um, I have um, in recent years bore, been more engaged in service, and usually through my church. So I think for me, it's really manifest here in the College of Social Work with my colleagues. Um, uh, we This year we have a daily calendar that, that uh, is also being posted out on the wall, which I stop and read along the way, and so we're learning about contributions of, of, of black people to our, to our culture and our society. We have a very fun and have had for years um, uh, soul food lunch to celebrate the the event it's it's really good food and their learning opportunities in there as well too we tended to have a slideshow teaching us about uh, significant facts with black history month our most recent one we had african dancers and um, that so that was a lot of fun too so you know i experienced most of my black history month here and just i come to learn right and the strength, I know people find different amounts of strength within the month itself, but the push for equality itself is the ultimate goal. Uh, going forward, as we should say graduate from another month and move forward into the new year, what, what kind of advice, recommendations, or otherwise do you have for generations going forward in their push for equality and so that as we progress, month by month, 
we're learning things and actually growing as opposed to just looking at it as a month. There is no finish line. This is not a problem to be solved. It's a way of how a way of living together with each other. So we need to not approach uh, these from the perspective that will ever be done. Um, I think we can look and reflect on where we are now compared to where we were a few years ago and ask ourselves, have we moved forward or not? And sometimes that answer has been yes, and other times it's been no. But uh, taking this view that this is something that uh, that uh, equality is something that, that finishes itself and then we move on to something else is naive if we're going to live in a multicultural society. So that would be my, and it's also, uh, it would be horribly depressing because there's right. always, at least in my lifetime, there's always something to do. But we're not equal. And there's always something to work on and there's always opportunities to take on. I think... Um, to not be discouraged. I mean, there, there, uh, there have been very inspirational leaders over the years who have uh, encouraged us to take, take up the fight or take up the struggle and uh, to catch small victories too. You know, we, you know, we, we have you know, maybe mass, massive policy changes we, we need in this country and those might take a long time if I stop and learn about implicit bias and become more reflective about how I engage people, that's actually a victory, and that moves things a little further too. So, Carla, I, um, a couple of things come to mind. I think, first of all, for example, in church on Sunday, I learned something new that we now have the first African American female um, county treasurer in Franklin County first ever in 2018 and this was shared in a congregation with children with teenagers and and so to hear about these first that are occurring um, we also had um, information shared about you know there was a all-female african-american chess team out of Detroit, Michigan, that won a national title and not publicized, you didn't hear it or see it on the evening news, on any of the national uh, networks or otherwise, but these young women participated and won and beat out, um, it was something like um, 440 other players who participated in, in the competition. But it was um, the, the Kasparov, I, I had to make note of it because I wouldn't have remembered, Chess Foundation All-Girls National Chess Championship in Chicago. You know, these kinds of experiences that occur, that can be shared and, and brought forth and um, it just, it, it allows young people to know that there are still many opportunities, there are many um, areas in which they can excel and achieve and and we're still in this day and time, it seems ironic, but we're still making those um, achievements that represent the first time that such has occurred for African Americans. And so I think that in and of itself is um, 
motivating and, and uh, that we can use all of these kinds of facts to encourage our young people to, to just pursue their dreams and if they can dream it, they can achieve it and, and go forward. Absolutely. It's the only place to go. It's forward. Thank you both for your wonderful insight. Well, that's it for this episode. If you haven't already, visit us at csw.osu.edu. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at OSUCSW. Until next time, this is the Social Change Podcast brought to you by the College of Social Work.